The Church Fathers for Lent Homily for Ash Wednesday True Penitence by St. Cyprian I entreat you, most dear brethren, let each confess his sin, while the sinner is yet among the living, while his confession can be accepted, while the satisfaction and remission wrought by the priests are pleasing before the Lord. Let us turn to the Lord with the whole heart, and call down the mercy of God, by expressing repentance for our offense of genuine grief. Before him let the soul be laid prostrate, with him let our sadness gain peace, on him all our hope be lent. How we ought to entreat himself teaches us. Turn ye, saith he, unto me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. To the Lord let us return with all our heart, Let us appease his wrath and displeasure with fastings, with weepings, with mournings, as himself teaches. Are we to think that he makes lamentations with his whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning? Who, fattening on rich, repasts and swollen with abundant dainties, never give share of his meats and drink for the necessity of the poor? Moving with gay and pleasant step, wherein does he weep over his ruin? Or for raid in costly garments, does he care to please others who displeases God? Or is she weeping and lamenting who can find leisure to enrobe herself in precious raiment without considering that robe of Christ which she has lost, and to take her costly ornaments and elaborate necklaces, never weeping at the forfeiture of her divine and heavenly adorning? Naked thou art, thou garbed in foreign draperies and silken robes, studded with gold and pearls and gems, still thou art unsightly, if Christ's beauty is wanting. If thou hast lost any friend thou lovest, parted away by death, thou wast groan in sadness and weep, and with disordered countenance, altered dress, hair-neglected, gloomy looks, and dejected visage, wouldst express the indication of sorrow. It is thine own soul, wretched woman, thou hast lost. The spiritual life gone, thou for a while Lead us on a life of thine own, and move us about, wearying thy death upon thee. Yet there is no bitter mourning, no groaning continual. Thou dost not withdraw away, either from shame for thy guilt, or to prolong thy lamentation. Lo, wounds of sin more deep, and increased delinquency to offend, nor do amends to have fallen from duty, and not lament thy fall. Anias, Asias, and Misael, the illustrious and noble children, refrain not from confession before God, even amidst the flames and heat of the fiery furnace. Thou having a good conscience, and with acceptance oftentimes acquired before the Lord, by submission of faith and fear, yet cease they not to keep hold of their humility, and make amends to the Lord, even amidst the martyr glories of their high deeds. Divine Scripture saith, Azarias stood up and prayed, and opening his mouth made confession before God, and together with his companions in the midst of the fire. Daniel also, after the multiplied grace of his faith and innocence, after the good pleasure of the Lord, oftentimes shown towards his virtues and praises, still endeavors to gain his acceptance by fasting, and wraps himself in sackcloth and ashes, sorrowfully making his confession and saying, O Lord God, great and strong and dreadful, keeping thy covenant and mercy to them that love thee, and to them that keep thy commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity, and done wickedly, 
and have transgressed and departed from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened to thy words of thy servants, the prophets, which they spake in thy name, to our kings and to all the nations and all the land. O Lord, righteous belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion. These things did men, meek, simple, innocent, in gaining acceptance of the majesty of God. Yet now those who have denied the Lord draw back from seeking peace and entreating him. I beseech you, brethren, give way to wholesome remedies and obey better counsels. Join your tears with ours, and to our sides add your own. We entreat you to make us able to entreat God for you. We first turn those prayers to yourselves, wherewith we would implore God's pity in your behalf, and yield not to that unwise error of vacant senselessness of some, who, when involved in sin, are stricken with blindness of mind, and can neither understand their sins nor lament them. This is the greater plague of a wrathful God. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of deadness, and again they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cod God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, pleasing themselves in unrighteousness, mad in the bewilderment of a deadened mind. They condemn the precepts of the Lord, neglect the remedy of their wound, and refuse to repent, unwise before they sin, and obstinate after. But you, dearest brethren, who have a ready fear to Godward, and whose mind, even amidst its fall, is conscious of its misery, do you in penitence and sorrow gain knowledge of your sins, recognize the deep charge upon your conscience, open the eyes of the heart to an intelligence of your offense, not despairing of the Lord's mercy, yet neither making light claim to his pardon? God, as with the affection of a father, he is ever indulgent and kind, so with the majesty of a judge he is dreadful. As we have sinned greatly, let us weep greatly. For a deep wound diligent and long-tending must not be wanting. The repentance must not fall short of the offense. If any man offer prayer with his whole heart, if he groan in the true misery and tears of repentance, if by a continuance of good works he bend the Lord to a pardon of his sin, he who in these words expresses tender mercy will show mercy to such a man. When you turn and lament, then shall you be saved, and know where you have been. And again, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, saith the Lord, but that he turn from his way and live. And the prophet Joel declares the graciousness of the Lord by the Lord's own word. Turn ye, saith he, to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and of great mercy, and repenteth him toward the evil which he hath inflicted. He can show indulgence to the man who is penitent, who does good works, who entreats. He can graciously give pardon. He can impute whatever for such a one martyr's prey, and priests perform. Or if any one move him yet further by his own satisfaction, if he appease his wrath, the displeasure of an angered God, by worthy supplication, he grants weapons against, wherewith the conquered may be armed, recruits and invigorates that strength, whereby his refreshed faith may be quickened. The warrior will return to his warfare, will renew the fight, will challenge the enemy by his sufferings, only made stronger for the conflict. He who has thus made satisfaction to God, who through repentance for what he has done, through shame for his sin, has gained to himself an increase 
both of virtue and faith, from the very suffering which his fall occasions, heard and helped by the Lord, will bring gladness to the church whom he had grieved, and purchase not only God's pardon now, but a crown also.